I'm Julie. I'm Kristen. I'm Kate. And welcome to Topical Island. Each week, one of us will deep dive into a topic that interests us. Have you ever wondered how to become a Disney princess? Is diva behavior acceptable? And what does it have to do with the opera? Will we get to work from home forever, ever? Join us as we answer these questions and more. As each week, we will take you to a different topical island. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Topical Island. Julie, Kristen, it's nice to uh, see and hear you. And uh, Island Hoppers, we are glad you are here. So, Julie, how have things been? Really good. And not only am I happy to see you ladies this evening on the on the, uh, the Zoom or whatever you want to call it, but we got together, the three of us, in, in human person over the weekend. And it was so, so nice to see you. And uh, yeah, it was just a real pleasure and uh, so nice to get out. And um, for our listeners who are curious what we did, we did a lot of slip and slide. So it was a really good, fun time. <laughs> I know I was going to say that because I um, was thinking the same and uh, so I won't have an individual story because I, I, and I was totally anticipating we were just going to chat about it, but um, I was thinking about that. I was like, cause I've seen both of you individually outdoors at different points, but like we haven't the three of us been together in like however long that was like at least 18 months or whatever. Over a year and a half. Definitely. It was, yeah. uh, it was food for my soul. It was so wonderful to see you both in person. And the slip and sliding wasn't too bad either. <laughs> it was pretty good and nobody hurt themselves. Well, other than minor scrapes and bruises. I was going to say, actually, not like it's nothing serious. But I, I think you both may have seen the scrape on my leg. It has evolved into like a, a multi-layered bruise. But um and I also, my arms were so, you know, like when you go bowling and you're sore and you're like, oh, oh my God, that's how I feel about slip and sliding. Like my arm muscles were so sore. Yeah. I was going to say the same thing. We, yeah, I certainly didn't hurt myself at the time. I had one pretty good, I had overshot my <laughs> landing, um, but uh, I was sore the next couple of days because not often do I slip and slide and I don't use I it's I don't use those muscles that sometimes you just need to use to have a ton of fun. <laughs> it's true. Exactly. And because you're having so much fun, you just throw your body into it. You're not paying attention to like, oh well, I should like this should be some sort of a controlled um thing. No, you just go for it like a kid. And uh yeah, I think it's pretty easy to pull something because it's so rare that we just kind of throw our bodies at a situation <laughs> onto the ground. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was good though. I feel like um, for context, I was thinking about it and I think we slip and slip and slip and slot, slip and slide <laughs> slip and slowed. I don't know. Um, maybe like a few years ago and I, when I was, I realized, I think I was 27. So that's like however many years ago, eight years ago was the last time, but it was like on a, uh, tarp right and so yeah. that we've evolved yeah. we've evolved our game and now it's like a bit more padded and I think it's more appropriate for ladies over 30 definitely <laughs> I mean I'm not saying I'll never throw myself down a, a dish soap covered tarp again but <laughs> this circumstance was much more comfortable should we say 
I might be saying that. I might be saying that right now. <laughs> You're out <laughs> in that situation. Right. I think I'm out. <laughs> so Kristen, are you telling me that your your week has gone gotten less interesting since the slip and sliding? Definitely. A hundred percent. I have no additional stories to tell. That was the highlight of, of at least my week, if not my month or uh, quarter, perhaps. Oh, wow. <laughs> you're really shooting. You're, you're, you're really giving the slip and sliding a high bar. Really <laughs> Maybe the rest of your life is just a really low bar right now. <laughs> uh, Tato, I think you owe us an update um, right. almost a month ago now, you were telling us about attaining your lifelong goal of doing a kip up. Yes. Where are you at? I sure was. And, you know, li- life got busy. I got a tiny bit distracted, but I was discussing it um, with my friend Vanessa at Run. And she had uh, not only said, hey, I need an update on this kip up, but given me and I told her I was in the same state in which I'm doing a lot of rolling off the ottoman still. Yeah. And then she said, well, what you need is a trampoline to practice on. And isn't that just so obvious, but I hadn't thought of that. Now I don't have a trampoline, but my daughter does. And the circumference is not Mm -hmm. huge. It is. I was going (laughs) to It is quite it's small. a personal sized trampoline. <laughs> it's a personal sized trampoline. Uh, but I did try it this week. Um, okay. It's not big enough. So I've come okay. to that conclusion. Now, it also has um, like a net the full way around. Um, so very small. It's a toddler trampoline. It's not like a mini you buy it at Walmart. Like it's a play. It's a play trampoline. Okay. I forget the okay. brand. Um, anyway, so I got, I got in, uh, one morning, early morning, I was up and before the, the sun hit the backyard, thought I'd give it a try. Uh, it's too small. And then I got really concerned that my neighbors were going to see me trying this <laughs> and, um, that kiboshed my, my further attempts. So okay. back to, back to the Ottoman. But thank you for the suggestion, Vanessa. I tried. Okay. Also, any friends out there with a trampoline, give Kate a shout. Please. That's true. All right. Well, now you've got the update on my kip up. I had a great time slip and sliding with y'all. And it's currently Stampede, which is one of my favorite weeks. So let's dive in. And I believe, Kristen, you have somewhere to take us this week. I do. And I'm going to do sort of similar to what I did a couple weeks ago, which is I'm going to talk about something that is like a little bit of a run into the topic, but we're not quite there yet. So I just wanted to um, introduce the idea of kind of the power of positive thinking. And what I wanted to start with was what they kind of talked a little bit about on a WebMD, which is our favorite website for diagnosing themselves and, and, not great most of the time, but um, they do have an article about positive thinking, which is uh, positive thinking or an optimistic attitude is the practice of focusing on the good in any given situation. And it can have a big impact on your physical and mental health. And so I'm kind of a proponent of this. Like I, I tend to believe that most times in our lives, there's a 
million great things going on and a million bad things going on. And we have a choice of which we want to focus on. Um, and that, and lots of studies actually say that it can be beneficial for your physical health. So if you're mainly a positive, optimistic person, you're likely to have a longer lifespan, they say, which is, this is news that you never hear on WebMD, by the way, a longer lifespan. You mostly find out that you're dying, Yeah, but um, yeah, I know. So the positive thinking is if you're ever going down that trail, just click on the positive thinking one, but, um, lower chance of having a heart attack, better physical health, lower blood pressure, et cetera, et cetera. So there's just a lot to be said for positive thinking. So they give a lot of strategies. We all know, like, you know, gratitude journaling. They say if you smile, even though you aren't feeling it, it can kind of help because just the way you, your muscles in your mouth are kind of fake it to make it kind of idea. Yeah. But I, I, and, and like I said, I tend to be a fair, and sorry, there are people definitely and we all know people who who are not good at this and can see the bad in any situation and i just want to say like this is where you stop the podcast because you should be focusing on positive thinking this is not to say that positive thinking is bad but i will say that at the near the beginning of the pandemic i was having a conversation with someone unrelated to pandemic and they were just being really really positive about a situation that i perceived to be a bad situation. Mm-hmm. And, and it felt, and I, like I said, I like to look at the bright side, all of this, but it felt so disingenuous. And mm. I realized that that is not necessarily the way to go in every situation. And then I came across the term toxic positivity. Oh, oh have, you guys oh. <laughs> have you guys heard of toxic positivity? I have. No. And tell me more. so like I said it really like I said this was a situation it wasn't like it wasn't life or death or anything but it was one that I perceived to be quite negative and it was in my mind just really not acknowledging the negativity in the situation so it's kind of that idea of no matter how bad a situation is people should maintain a positive mindset it's that good vibes only you know no matter what's going on in your life you have the choice to make the decision to be happy and so a ways a way that this can show itself is for example if someone let's say lost their job and someone immediately tells you you know just stay positive or look on the bright side so that is meant to be nice most mm-hmm. people would say that not, not to be a jerk but it really shuts down you know anyone's uh feelings that they're having at the time because most of the time when something happens to us we're not quite ready to go look on the bright side uh, another another way that might manifest is if someone passes away in your life and someone says everything happens for a reason. I mean, when someone passes mm-hmm. away, there's a myriad of things that can be said that are wrong. And and probably some of us have said the wrong thing at times as well. Uh, I once said to someone, <laughs> that's a bummer. But that's After, better. Because at is least it? Their mom had just died and I said, that's a bummer? Oof. I think okay, it maybe it doesn't it doesn't show the gravity, but at least it's not like, well, like or like if let's say your grandparent passed away and someone just said, well, they had a really nice long life. It's like, that's true, but I'm sad but right now. Sucks. Yeah. But yeah. I'm like, still grieving the passing of somebody yeah. I loved. Thanks. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then another one that's like maybe not as dramatic, but like if you're sad or something and someone says happiness is a choice and you're like, oh, I'm not there. I just want someone to say like, that sucks. You know, yes. you're feeling sad. That sucks. You know, yes. Um, yes. 
And so those are some ways that toxic positivity can kind of rear its ugly head. And so some of the reasons that it's harmful, of course, is that it's shaming. Um, It causes guilt. So if you're already feeling bad already and someone says, look on the bright side, you and you can't, then you're, you're feeling bad about feeling bad. And you have these like emotions built on top of each other. And it, it avoids authentic human emotion, of course, and it prevents growth. So I think sometimes too, if you're constantly looking at the bright side of situation, like let's say you hate your job and you're like, no, but I, I'm employed and I, you know, whatever, like maybe I like one of my coworkers or something. It's like, but you're, then you're not acknowledging the reality of the situation that you're actually not happy and you aren't able to then grow from that. Right. right. You're creating right. a false positive. Yeah, exactly. And so it's, again, it's, I think the, the thing about this topic is that it is such a fine balance because this is not to say like acknowledge everything bad in your life, but I think it's the idea that like we're in so many ways, we're kind of told to stay positive and in different philosophies and stuff like that. Um, but it really, um, it can really not help our healing. So um, the pressure to appear okay invalidates the range of emotions we experience. It can give the impression that you're defective when you feel distress and can be internalized as a core belief that you are inadequate or weak. And so by not actually acknowledge, by pressing things down, you can actually make yourself feel worse in the long term than, you know, trying to, um, trying to at least address your emotions and then possibly possibly move on from that or, or whatever you need to do. So one of the things that they say that is a big uh, factor in toxic positivity is social media because mm-hmm. it's kind of that highlight reel of your life, right? So it's like you're looking at someone in all their best moments and, and why do you feel junky about that, right? Because it's, it's toxic positivity. It's like, it's like you're seeing their best looks, their best workout, and and what appears to be their best life. And that actually played into the COVID pandemic. So these experts also said that when the pan, when the pandemic hit, this, this individual said that they knew that toxic positivity was going to be a topic to tackle. And I think going back to our water slide conversation, we kind of talked about this too, right? Like, um, did we do all the things that everyone said you were, you know, that you were going to get done during the pandemic? You know, like, um, I personally, the pandemic was an okay time for me, but I was in such a uh, privileged position in terms of the pandemic. Like, I think if you're barely getting your head above water, you're trying to work, you have like little kids at home. Um, maybe you had to go to work in the grocery store during the pandemic. And then you're, it's like, there's this, this culture that's going on. That's like, oh no, this is a great time to like learn a new language or whatever, you know? So it's like, mm-hmm. there's this thing that like, that, not only that, but we're going through this thing where people are, you know, dying, you know, you're like certain people are so much more impacted by, you know, depression and all that kind of thing. And it's like this, uh, there's this whole other side of society that's saying, you know, use this as an advantage and like, you shouldn't be sad. You should be learning a new skill. You should be using this time positively, which you can do, but it also is this idea of this toxic positivity that, you know, it, it makes you feel even worse than than maybe you, you could be feeling if you were just acknowledging the way you're thinking. And finally, another one that I found really interesting is the culture around like that kind of the secret thinking, you know, like, because mm-hmm. um, I, I, again, love gratitude journaling. I 
lo- I love the idea of looking at the positive. I, I think that if you look for the positive, you might attract more positivity into your life. But I think some of that thought has been sort of oversimplified maybe. And I just remember like, um, I remember a scene where this lady was walking down the street and she was having all these happy thoughts and all these wonderful things were happening to her. And the example that one person uses, like you're in a traffic jam, at, you know, you're driving to work and you get into a traffic jam. And, and there's this thought that maybe it's because you didn't feel the right way that morning. And you didn't attract the right things into your life and you were worried about being late for work. And now you're in this traffic jam and it's kind of all your fault because you weren't positive <laughs> thinking enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, <laughs> Like I've had that where I'm like, okay, I'm going to write three positive things in my journal this morning. And I feel like that's going to make all my problems go away for the day because I'm in a positive mindset and therefore everything should roll down the hill nicely because I've, you know, attracted positivity into my life. Yes. Oh yeah. It's kind of a dangerous thing, right? Because at the end of the day, you actually don't control the traffic on a that kind of level um, yeah so, so the traffic jam Kristen's the one who gets out of the car happen. and is like who wasn't thinking positive this morning <laughs> <laughs> whose fault is this because it sure isn't mine <laughs> she's got her gratitude journal and she's I shaking wrote five things in my gratitude journal this morning <laughs> <laughs> who didn't do their gratitude journaling today <laughs> You know, um, at some point during the pandemic, somebody um, pointed a study out to me that was about um, hostages, Mm -hmm. um, that the hostages who were like, this is my lot now. I am a hostage. I am being kept imprisoned. I, I need to accept this and to kind of let go of hope a bit actually fared better than those who were constantly hopeful and like thought that at every turn the next knock at the door was somebody there to rescue them because of that constant disappointment that they ended up having to um, endure. Now there, as you said there, I don't necessarily know that the pandemic is, is, is a hostage situation, but sometimes we have to kind of accept those things that are outside of our control and we can call them crap. Like, we can acknowledge yeah. their crap, <laughs> um, but we can kind of accept them. Yeah. Without having to be like, well, at least today we got our gruel rations. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, I, 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 because I've been like reading about this, I did that this morning actually, cause I've been trying to do, you know, not every day, but I've been, you know, doing my gratitude journaling and that. And I was feeling a little bit like, I just wasn't feeling great this morning. And I just wrote in my gratitude journal, I totally spoiled it, but I wrote like five things that were really annoying me this morning and it actually really helped me. I'm like, oh, I actually feel better. You know what I mean? And I think, yeah. again, you if every morning you write down five things that are annoying you, it's probably not the greatest <laughs> idea in the world, but sometimes it's needed and necessary. And I like that you talked about the host. Well, I love that you talked about hostages, Julie, because um one of the approaches to kind of like counteract this um, toxic positivity is tragic optimism. But it was actually coined. And the reason I say it's interesting is because it's actually coined by um, Austrian psychologist and Holocaust survivor, Viktor Frankl in 1985. And um, he wrote this absolutely incredible book called Man's Search for Meaning. Have you guys read that one? 
have we talked about this before? I feel like I'm, I feel like it's on my bookshelf and I will mention it if anything reminds me of it. Because <laughs> I've heard fun. about the book and I, yeah, or so, I've heard, this is, sounds very familiar. Like I heard something about it on the radio recently. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's a really incredible book because it's certainly not about positive thinking or gratitude journaling, obviously, but it is the idea of like, you know, when you lose everything, you know, if you're away from your family who I, I I read it a while ago, so I don't remember his exact circumstance, but, you know, you've lost all your possessions, all your clothes, all your dignity, all your friends and family, and what's left of you and what's, what's the, like, who are you and what meaning is in your life? So obviously, I mean, that's a super extreme condition, but he kind of coined this term of tragic optimism, which is that there's hope and meaning to be found in life while acknowledging the existence of pain, loss, and suffering. Hmm. Which is, and that, so, yeah, sorry to jump in, but no, it's all about the balance, right? Like there is no, yeah. you, you can't feel joy if you don't know what sadness or pain feels like. So you have to acknowledge that they, they both exist on the same plane. And in order to, um, yeah, really be happy, you need to experience and go through the, the dark side of emotions as well. Absolutely. A hundred percent. And, and basically the idea that that's also like how we learn and, um, you know, you know, like you said, like you, you, you don't know what you want unless you experience what you don't want to some degree. And another kind of alternative to that is hopeful optimism, um, which is kind of similar. You anticipate positive circumstances and, and improved outcomes, you know, while still acknowledging that not everything's perfect all the time. And so, uh, this is not related to to Frankel, but um, around kind of the hopeful optimism, she kind of gave uh, four points to that. So one is resist the lemonade propaganda, she calls it, which is that idea of like, well, when life gives you lemons, you make lemonade. <laughs> so that idea that, you know, you have to turn everything into a positive, kind of what we've just been talking about. Um, the second one is to name your pain, which is kind of what I did today with my gratitude journaling. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, you just can't, you can't, and again, it was nothing serious, but you can't skip over the sour. Obviously, this is a lot of like lemon kind of <laughs> metaphor. Um, avoid continual marination and pain, which again, that's kind of bringing us over the hump is like, yes, you name your pain, but you don't live there forever, mm-hmm. right? I mean, depending again on what you're going through, it can be, you know, a lot more extreme than others, but it's basically cultivating uh, hopeful optimism without pressuring yourself to be Zen or hyper motivated like me, who's going to gratitude journal my way to infinite happiness. Um, And then finally share your resources. I think the, the one thing that people will often say is, you know, if you're in a happy, happier position, how can you help others? Or even sometimes just thinking about someone else and doing something for someone else kind of gets you out of your own issues or your own self-centeredness or whatever you want to call it. Right. So I thought that was really interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. And so um, I wanted to kind of tie it all together with a story that I read online um, while I was doing this research. And it's uh, a pretty sad story, which is that um, I think you all know Jason Sudeikis and Olivia Wilde uh, and they separated I know the two celebrities. I did not know that they separated. Okay. Well, this is, I'm glad I was able to bring this to your attention because they were um, 
engaged to be married for, I think, nine years. Um, and they have two beautiful children. And um, so I don't know the inside. I don't know what's happening on the inside of the relationship. But she has chosen to leave him and be with Harry Styles. Well, oh. oh, <laughs> I choose the comedian, but that's yeah. just, no, and like 100%. you said, who knows what happens behind closed doors. Sure. But I can see it on the outskirts of Dutch as I, he might, he might not be great, but I mean, I love him as well. I think I totally agree But here's Jason Sudeikis, who is essentially like, think about this. You're, you're in a relationship with, maybe one of the most lovely, attractive people on the planet. You have two beautiful children and that person leaves you for a 10 years younger. Yeah. Literally the hottest pop star on the planet. Yeah. 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 Like it's, it's, it's the, it's the, uh, non-dream, whatever the opposite of it is. (laughs) A nightmare of sorts. (laughs) (laughs) A sleep terror. Yeah, exactly. It's a sleep terror. The sleep terror brought to real life. Um, and so he says, so I just wanted to, to show you maybe some of this hopeful optimism in action. So he did an interview where he said, um, I think if you have the opportunity to hit a rock bottom, however you define that, you can become 412 bones or you can land like an Avenger. I personally have chosen to land like an Avenger. It doesn't mean you blast back up and you're not going to run into a bunch of and have to know, you know, fight things to get back to the heights of where you're at. But I take that over 412 bones anytime. Sorry, what does 412 bones mean? I mean, I don't know if he's just making a joke or if it's an actual cultural reference that I should know. But I think the point is that you are, you know, are you going to just kind of crumble to the ground are you going to grow back up and he says because we all know that up to a certain age when it heals it heals stronger so i mean that's not to knock anyone that doesn't land like an adventure avenger because there's strength in that too so i just wanted to say that i just wanted to kind of tie it all with a beautiful bow that um jason sudeikis is a very good example you know like obviously you, you hit rock bottom you feel your pain but it gives you an opportunity possibly to grow stronger. Absolutely. I mean, if nothing else, rock bottom's a college education. <laughs> True. Well, and you know, you hear so much about resiliency and like it doesn't work if you don't, like if, if there's nothing that you're going to acknowledge that you have to bounce back from, that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Anyway, I thought that was funny because I was like literally doing this research and then I checked Us us Weekly and I was like, oh, look at that. Jason Sudeikis is being uh, resilient. Resilient. Yeah, exactly. But like acknowledging, you know, the learning, but also feeling the pain, which, yeah. It's true. Sucks. It's funny because in certain aspects, like when you opened and we're talking about like fake it till you make it. So like I find especially at work I will follow that adage (laughs) yeah um just because sometimes that just helps you get through what again a lot of things that are outside of your control oftentimes as right I find that relate to work um yeah but 
but yeah, it gets to the point where if somebody one more time tells me, just be thankful you have a job every time you complain, oh, I, yeah. I, I, I I'm like, no, no, no. I'm allowed to say that there are certain aspects uh, that are not working, not going well, or just plain suck. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's what you get complacent about. And I think like, absolutely. I was talking to someone saying about like, women do that a lot more. I've heard about just like, you know, staying in a relationship too long or like, you know, making something work because you really can talk yourself into certain things. And so it's like, obviously, again, you don't, you know, you could spend your time like thinking about all the things that are terrible and like no workplace is perfect. But at the same time, like you can also, you know, convince yourself of a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Definitely. That are like unhealthy for you, you know? Definitely. And I, you know, the stat right now, I think is like some 40% of people are ready to leave their jobs. Um, yeah. I, I mean, it's just incredibly high. So I, I think that it's okay to acknowledge it. And many of us are feeling that same way. And it, you know, it's more than just the job. It's, it's this situation of this last year has been sure. There's been some opportunities to, you know, learn a new hobby, but there has been a huge downside. I know for many of us just you know, the social aspect has been, well, gosh, look how much we enjoyed this weekend of actually physically getting together. And um, I get to see your faces once a week, but it was nothing like actually seeing mm-hmm. you in person. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Exactly. Well, it's, well, I think it's one of those times to, and like I said, for the most part, I, you know, I've been okay emotionally, like not outwardly, like, you know, just really sad or anything like that. But like, I think some of the, the impacts of this year, like we just won't know for a, quite a while. That's I don't so think. true. Oh, definitely. Yeah. No, I completely agree. That's a really great topic. And especially as, I mean, I think that a lot of people think I'm an ex- a relatively positive person. I certainly mm-hmm. like to, you know, I'm on that gratitude journal bandwagon. Um, but I'm definitely somebody that can appreciate a bad situation. And sometimes you just got to feel all the feels. And um, it's certainly not all roses and rainbows. Nor should it be. No. No. I just think for those people that are, you know, for any situation, someone passes away and they're trying to, you know, give you solutions or make it positive. Like that is... um, if anything, making the situation worse, you're not doing anybody any favors and you're going to end up getting hit one day. <laughs> yeah. No you're not joke. able to toxically positive yourself out of getting smacked in the face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I have to say that I do that if I know someone who's very negative and looks at the negative and everything, I'm a toxically positive person to that person. To that person. But I but I do that very much on purpose. Sure, yeah. but that's yeah. It to be, you know, like of course. <laughs> I think we all would because I don't care what that person thinks anyway. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. Exactly. So I will cop to it. And I'm sure I've done that. Like when I think about that, I think sometimes again, like you think you're being helpful. I mean, I hope that I haven't said anything super insensitive if someone's gone through a loss, but you know, like you think you're trying to be helpful by saying something sort of positive, but I think a lot of the times it's just not the time. Yeah. And timing is everything too, isn't it? 
you know, they might get there eventually where they, they, they want to be reminded of the, you know, that yes, grandma did have a long life or um, yes, there might be a greater plan at play here, but maybe not right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let them, let them lead that. Yeah. <laughs> lead read that the first. room. Know your audience. <laughs> wow. That's a really interesting topic and a great discussion. I feel like I, that could uh, spark quite a bit of discussion amongst our island hoppers. Julie, do you have a good news story for us? You weren't going to yeah. share Jason Sudeikis and Olivia Wilde's breakup. <laughs> well, I, my good news was Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde got together. <laughs> no. My good news is about our dear friend Kate, that oh. whether she knows it or not, and at the top she said how much she loves Stampede. And Kristen did share some photos of Kate in some of her gear um, that that was just one day for, for our listeners who saw that every day of Stampede, Kate brings it and uses social media the way it absolutely should be used, which is to share hilariously, fabulously awesome things. We can also share bad things and bad moments as, as we've just acknowledged. But honestly, I, I, I cannot tell you the joy that I get for 10 days every year because I get to see what outfits Kate is going to put together. And I don't know how you do it because you, you have these wonderful pieces that you combine to create something new every year. There's no, yeah. there's no repeats. And it brings so much joy to everybody, Kate. So thank you for doing it. And you are the good news this week. Well, I just have the biggest smile on my face. That is so awesome. I can't believe that I'm your good news story. Um, (laughs) And honestly, I keep doing it because... I get feedback like that from people that sometimes I don't even remember are on my social media. And if I can make a couple people smile, I mean, it certainly makes me smile because I love to do it. And I really do have a lot of fun with it. And I have to say that, I mean, while we're talking about it, today was probably my piece de résistance which was a pair of aqua chaps that my good friend Julie found me at auction and gave to me for my birthday in October, knowing I would make the best of it. So that was this year? Or that was just from this last birthday? Yes. Oh, cool. Yeah, I found those at an estate auction. And thank God they fit. And Yeah. They're perfect. (laughs) <laughs> they are perfect when you buy things oh. at auction you just buy them <laughs> you don't know what you're getting Nick serving as your photographer I was curious about that yes no no all right you want some background info I have yeah. a, yeah. I have a tripod that I set up and it's just me in my backyard and it's always when my neighbors are taking their child to daycare <laughs> because it's before I even wake up Tenley and it's been a hot week. So I need to get things done. 
um, you know, I need to get my photo shoot out of the way before she's awake. So it's really early mornings and it's why I wake up in the morning for the past week. <laughs> morning routine. That just makes new morning it so much better. <laughs> I love that you're, you know, getting up for the golden hour. In it, it really is. That perfect light. Yeah. <laughs> that perfect light. Oh dear. Well, you certainly made my day. I have the biggest smile on my face. I can't believe I'm your good news story. And what can I say except Julie, Kristen, I hope you found what you were looking for and giddy up. <laughs>